Welcome to the gaming <laughs> every fucking time, baby. I didn't I waited for you to say it, you didn't say anything, and then go, go for it. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together Discussion Series for Handsome Slash Beautiful People. Video games, much like other forms of media, such as books and movies, have endless deaths that can only be truly understood through years of study and dedication. But my dear listener at home, you have already taken your first step towards complete enlightenment by listening to this show. I'm Dr. Phil, and I'm here with my associate, Dr. Nave. Hey, Nave. Hello. We're not doing that fucking weird PhD shit like the last time, are we? So I earned my gaming PhD. <laughs> no, we don't need to do that this time. So we are going to be talking about the probably very tired and old topic, but I think we got some good spins on it, of video games and their artfulness. Are video games art? Are some games more art than others? What is art and what it means to be human? But before we get there... Let's talk about what games we've been playing this week. Nave, have you played anything this week? Not really. I've been in hibernation mode. I'm in big stressy Wessie. I don't know what I was about to say. I just want to say stressy stressy Wessie. I've been playing Halo a little bit though, because the new Halo came, the new Halo uh season came out with like Halo 3 maps, like AVA Halo 3 maps. I've been wanting to go back to it, and I thought we'd even do an episode on it at some point, but I don't know, it's just we haven't lined up our schedules and I feel like I've just been so busy either playing other things or I got my new dog now. And so like she's a husky. She's super energetic. We go on walks twice a day, but it has to be at like after 9 p.m. or before 7 a.m. So it's not 114 degrees outside. Yeah, before the fucking death ray time. Yeah, it's like that's like I, I peak time that I'm working outside. It's yeah. it's terrific. <laughs> it's like um, did you play that Starcraft level where it's like. We have to, like, the sun is coming out on this planet, and everything goes underground because it's, like, a death beam of the sun just burning everything. So you're playing an RTS, but the map is slowly getting smaller as, like, the sun is, like, burning I was thinking of uh, the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, yeah, know? it's just like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, Man, they, we had a... So long. Dude, we had a... Literally, we had a stand-up talk last week that was, like, hey, they, they've, they've indexed the heat inside of these mail trucks at, like, 119 degrees. So oh, you guys God. need to drink water. Like, we're fucking not kidding. Like, you have to drink water. Because those things... Man, I'm not talking about how they're not aerodynamic or anything anymore. I've said it probably <laughs> 40 times, but it's so yeah. fucking hot in there. You know, like I I looked on Reddit and it was like um I forgot which group it was. It was either like explain it to me like I'm five or uh what's the other one where it's like what's the deal with all this stuff? I don't know which group it was. I think that I think that I think it's called uh TVs too high. TVs mounted too high. Yeah. Oh no, it's a different group. <laughs> Another fun group. But uh one guy said why is all the the heat records being broken of course the top things are like global warming it's summer deal with it but then there's people that are like actually have you heard of el nino and i'm like oh, from the weezer song it was a weezer yeah. okay go or whatever uh, which one I it was know. but i, I was uh, thinking like, of deftones that, is sounds it deftones? Like a, that sounds like a deftone song where they they sing about el nino uh but anyways apparently uh, do you know what about el nino 
No, I'm looking up El Nino songs, though. Okay, so, dear listeners at home, I may claim to be a doctor, but I don't actually know anything. So, here's a poor explanation of the El Nino La Nina. That's how you know you're... That's how you know you're smart because you don't oh, think God. you know anything. That's like the Dunning Kruger effect. But apparently, right? Or is it the opposite? That's the so opposite apparently, of that. the, the twist with the El Nino and La Nina is when the Pacific Ocean the surface te- temperature swaps, like the water temperature swaps, so it's like colder on top than it is on bottom, or something like that, or it cools on top. And so it's apparently it changes the way the wind flows, like the whole window sphere around the Earth. I think that's what it's called like the atmosphere, like it changes the direction of the wind. So it's like either the hot air will blow, blow, will blow towards like Southern U S or it'll blow towards India. So apparently we are middle of a switch right now where the air direction is switching. And there's currently a big jet stream bubble going over Texas and like Oklahoma and the Southern States where we are just in a like high pressure pocket that will not let any cold air in or anything. So we are just getting baked in a big bubble. So it kind of sucks to be in the South right now. Yeah. It's really counterintuitive because it's like the sun real hot. The wind cools down. The only reason, well, it's like also, it's like the only reason why it's hot on the earth is because of our atmosphere keeping trapping the heat yeah. and keeping it in there. But like as soon as you leave the atmosphere, it really cold. <laughs> you know? And like, it's like it's so cold. why aren't you, so it's like it's it's cold but like you're getting blasted with the fucking solar solar yeah. winds. Well, right? isn't the whole thing is like we have our ionosphere that like deflects most of the solar wind radiation bullshit so that we don't get instant cancer when we Dude. go outside? Like the Fantastic Four. Did you see that movie? Did you see that movie where like the ozone layers started failing and then like it had the you could see it what? big holes in the sky <laughs> and then it looks like, la- it looked like a giant no. spark lasers? But that's what it looked like. What was that? Sounds like a sci fi channel movie or weird. something. Like, like that, no one would actually believe that. At least I don't think that's how it would, it would look like. The sky's, sky's on, on fire. I don't know. I still think back to uh, old the. The Seven it's Eves old. book I read where I the whole premise was so many asteroids, like little baby asteroids were hitting the atmosphere once and they were, you know, heating up in the air resistance so much like that they heat shot. up. Yeah, like it was a grape shot. All of the asteroids heat, they heat themselves up so much that they set the atmosphere on fire and superheated the earth without actually like causing damage of hitting things. It was just there were so many of them all coming in the atmosphere at once and they're like super small and it just cooked the earth from from the atmosphere i'm just waiting for the uh we're lagging right now but i'm just waiting for the sun to have a solar flare to take us out or from like the, the electronics earth, the earth's fucking magnetic field flipping you know about that uh, is that really a big deal though i feel like it's supposed to do that every couple thousand years or something is it, is it really a problem i don't know i think it's supposed to happen like a lot more thousands of years than a couple of them, <laughs> but oh god, we don't. I don't know anything about the Earth. I'm just like, wait, because wouldn't that be like fucking chaos and devastation for a little bit? That fuck a lot of shit up, probably. Well, I figure when it flips, it's not instant. I think it's probably pretty gradual, right? But we don't use magnets as much as we used to, right? Everything's telemetry and satellite and tower based for navigation now 
I have to fucking Google deep dive it, honestly. I don't know. Listeners, write in if you use a compass. Yeah. All right. I think so about g- compasses a lot. Is there one in your van? No. But, I mean, I don't know. I just think they're super cool. Like a thing that always points in a direction. Always yeah, keeps, you, cool. keeps you knowing. Keeps you knowing where things are going. Dude, I just, so I've been... <laughs> I've been trying to like fix my sleep schedule because I'm like I've been sleeping so much the past two weeks. I've just been coming home and going straight to sleep and then waking up, going to work. That's all I've been doing. And it's really fucked with my sleep schedule. And so the last couple of days I've been like, okay, I don't want to sleep all day anymore. I'll play some Halo a little bit before I go to sleep at 5 p.m. And it's it's really messed shit up. So yesterday I was like, I'm doing it. I'm staying up until like 10 o'clock. I'm just going to watch Chris Chan documentaries. I don't care what I have to do. I'm just going to keep myself awake till like 1030 and I'm going to go lay down. And I went and I laid down and I was like looking at my phone, like playing chess and like just kind of procrastinating. Eventually midnight comes around and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like kind of back to where I used to be. This is fine because I I do that sometimes. I go to sleep and at 330, a loud bang on my door. And my dog is fucking, she's in bed with me. So she jumps out, jumps off of me, uses me as a diving board to get to the, get extra speed. Yeah, like they do. And so there's loud banging at my front door. Like it's the fucking cops, right? And I look at my phone and I'm like, because I'm like expecting it to be my boss, right? And I'm expecting him to be like, where the fuck are you? And there's light coming through my my window in my bedroom. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's fucking going on? It's 3.30. I run to the front door. I look out the window. Or I look out the, the door hole. It is the cops. Oh, no. Not again. And Not after last so, time with the juice dude, or whatever. The, the Fago. <laughs> this, I, we know you I, have the Fago. Let us in, kid. Dude, I'm so scared of the fucking police, man. And so... I freeze, right? Freeze, right? But, <laughs> you put your hands up. And they're like, just yeah, open the, the door. Yeah, the other side of the door. And like, well, I don't say up. anything. Because my dog is barking loud and freaking out. So, like, they definitely didn't hear me, like, jog over to the front door. But my my light is on in the living yeah. room. And my window, the curtain is pulled down. So, like, it is just flooding light into the outside, right? So, if there's a cop in the fr- in front of my apartment, he saw me run to the door. But I just slowly back away and I'm like, I, I'm not answering the fucking door because I don't know what they want. I don't have to answer the door, right? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Don't so I just back police. away. I just don't. I, any opportunity I take, I, I don't talk to the cops unless I'm trying to save somebody. But like the I, I back slowly away and I get into my bedroom and I'm like freaking out. I look out my window because there's a there's light and there are two police cars out there. You know, I like they have the red and blue flashers, the fucking strobe lights. Well, they can yeah. make those just be white because when so when it's dark out, it, it shoots light everywhere, and they can see in the dark, right? Yeah, like night vision. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and so that's what the light was, and so I'm like, and they're both right outside my fucking window, and I'm like, what in the fuck is happening? What do they want with me? You know, and I'm freaking the fuck out, and I don't want to walk back up to the front door just in case there wasn't a, per- a cop looking through my front window. And then I walk to the front door to check if they're still there, and they are sitting outside my front window, and they just, you know, scream, they're like, "Hey!" You know, and fucking get my attention. 
So I like just lay in my bed and I just pretend to go back to sleep, but I'm like shaking. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Nave. I've had a really bad couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen, and this is just the the most recent thing. And, you know, I've got to go to work in an hour. So I'm like, because it's like four o'clock in the morning now after like I've assessed the situation and everything. And I'm sitting there freaking out. I'm just staring at the window with the bright light, just hoping that those lights go away. They don't knock on my door again, right? And so I'm like, maybe they walked off. Maybe they like put a piece of paper, just taped it to my door and I can just ignore it forever right maybe i got a ticket yeah, yeah one yeah, time yeah. i went one time i went on the expressway and didn't pay the toll maybe that's what this is about they're coming to check well, they out on me at 3 30 a.m mail you the bill <laughs> you know from your tag yeah, i don't know I don't, it's the, maybe it's the uh the secret police you know oh the I don't secret know. police I don't know you're the right they usually leave notes <laughs> so um oh so man dumb. yeah but eventually i see cherries and berries outside my window and i'm like Oh, there's another cop. They're gonna like bust my fucking door down. That's like what's going through my head. I'm like, what no, the they fuck did do I that. do? Like, they have a warrant or something. They're gonna bust my door down. And I peek slowly out of my window because it is flashing light on the side of my apartment building. So, like, the moment I move my curtains, you're gonna see that you're gonna see straight. It's gonna shine a fucking beacon of light, like the ozone layers dying. You know? <laughs> yeah, what of I mean? course, the ozone layer. Well, I look outside and. There's a huge bald guy out there, and then there's the there's like eight cops out there now, and they all have like a young girl in their hands, and there's a bald guy standing there talking to them, and the 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 thing is an ambulance coming by, and oh, then no. they take the girl, they put her in the ambulance, the ambulance drives off after like an hour. The whole time, mind you, my dog is barking, like losing her voice, like freaking out. She hates all of this, and. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck happened, dude. Like, I have no idea what they were looking for. I don't know who the person was that was out there. They didn't arrest him. They didn't have guns out. They were talking, you know, they were just talking to this guy. There was a random little girl, and the little girl vanished. And I'm like, okay, maybe they just had the wrong apartment door. And then I open the door all freaked out, and then they get mad, and they shoot me in the head, right? Like, that's how all the fucking videos are, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm going to open the door because I'm stressed out. I'm going to reach for their gun on accident, and then I'm going <laughs> to no. shoot them in the They're going to shoot me in the head. Grab his service weapon. Yeah. The masculine urge to grab the police officer's pistol. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. I don't. I'm so. It's made me so fucking scared. And I like went to bed with like tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm so nervous. I'm, I don't, why is the world tormenting me? And I oh, went to Dave. work. Like, 30 minutes later, I went to work. Like, that's how long this ordeal took place. And it was 103 today. <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> oh, Nave. And it was Prime Month. It was Prime Prime Day last week. So I'm in packages. suffering, dude. I'm in suffering, man. Anyway. What were we talking about? Halo. Yeah. Halo, yeah. Halo yeah, 3. Playing Halo. Back at it. Well, Halo Infinite. But Halo 3 oh, yeah. maps. Halo, th- Halo Infinite Season 4 is pretty like cool. Like Zanzibar, Headlong? Yeah. I don't know the they rest added, of them. Dude, they added uh, seasonal rankings now. So, like, you could be, like, a oh. lieutenant, corporal, private, grade 3, and, you know, rank up and stuff. So, that's pretty cool. I played, you know, and I played some custom games with some randos that invited me. 
And so it's nice to know that since I have like a billion people on my friends list, if I start playing Halo Infinite, I might still get a random invite from a stranger who wants to play custom games. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was fun. Like, have you have, have you played Hunger Games? Not yet. Oh, well, yeah, I actually played it. Uh, or no, I think, yeah, we played it for a little bit. There's another really funny one where... It, you remember Pink Mist, the fucking yeah. game mode? Remember that m- map that we had that we would play Pink Mist in? It was literally just like... Just pillars. It was like a checkerboard, but it was like, yeah, it was like pillars everywhere, and then you just ran around. It was like that scene in the Mortal Kombat movie, the old one, where Scorpion fights Johnny Cage, and he's walking through all the trees. That might be a deep cut. But yeah, we made that map. Oh, I forget. I forget what maps we made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we made Dungeon Master too not surprisingly but but yeah so it was so it was just a bunch of pillars but it was all in the dark like it was super dark and the zombie it was really fast and he had a red energy sword and it was really fun but the funniest thing was is i have an effect on my feet so i like like there's there's 11 people running around there's and then there's me and one other person who have flames popping up behind their feet, leaving a oh, trail they, of flames in the darkness. They know where you are. They always know where I'm at. So I'm like, oh, I'm like literally stealth 10 right now. Oh, God. That's pretty good. That's, that's some good stuff. You know, I always oh, thought and, about that in like ranked and stuff. I'm like, man, that has to give you away. Or like the flaming skull. I'm like, that's the worst effect to have. Dude, and the and we played. Uh, what's that one game mode where there's one zombie with a like a sniper and a rocket launcher in the middle, and there's a giant obstacle oh, course yeah. going around with the mongoose mongooses, yeah. mongoose run. Uh, yeah. So we played that it, with a full lobby, dude. It was so fun. And I, the first round, I was the zombie, and they're like, "Oh no, it's that fucking kitten guy!" And then oh, I'm no. like, "I mur- I murder them, right?" I fucking murder them. And then I win the next round. And then I win again because the zombie accidentally backed off of the of the pillar. And then I win a third time. <laughs> like I was killing it, dude. I was like getting to the end and beat and winning. I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking really good at this shit. Are you sure you weren't like, I don't know, lagging or something so he couldn't shoot you? No, but we I did lag every now and then. There was like 20 rounds, all right? So it's not as impressive as I'm making it sound. It is impressive to win just one time. It it's pretty impressive. But to, So two of those wins, I actually got to the end and killed him. One of them, he was like, there was like 15 people still alive. Like he was aiming down his sniper scope and then take a step to the back, to the left, and then walked off the little platform he's on. I yeah. don't know. Halo is good, though. I, you know, like there's a lot of people like trash talking it, but it's, it's fun, man. It's a fun sandbox. Oh, have you played with the new equipment? No. Oh, wait, you mean like shadow ball? And, um, is there another one? There's another one now there's shadow ball. And then there's one that lets you teleport between two places over and over again. So it's really cool. So like you, it's like, I don't know how it works. I got it once shot it in a direction. was like, what did that do? And then I got killed. So I never knew. And someone was explaining (laughs) it to me on my team. But, like, <laughs> so you shoot it, like, I think you aim in a spot and you shoot it or or you either or you teleport there immediately and then you can teleport back, like, to back where you where came you from. So it's kind of like Echo in the, League of Legends. Yeah, I was thinking that or Tracer. And the cool thing, oh, yeah, yeah, Tracer. And, and you can teleport far. Like, there's a Minty Blix uh, uh, video of him playing Infection with it and he was, he was in that one map with the wall in the middle, the Halo Infinite map. Yeah. And, uh, like the in the in the in uh Zan not Zanzibar uh what is that African city from ODST 
Oh, uh, oof. New Mombasa. M- yeah. New Mombasa. He's in New Mombasa, that map. And he was in, you know how there's two, like, things on the wall on each side? Like, in SWAT, there's always two people camping in each side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, up high? He was, like, just bouncing in between them. And the zombies were like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> like, this is awful. Yeah. But uh, it's really cool because it leaves a trace to where you went Ooh, and where you're going. Okay. It's, like an it's fucking thing? cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I never, I haven't got to play with it yet. Besides that one time where I didn't know what it did, but and I activated it thinking because it was in the spot where the overshield is. I thought it was overshield. I grabbed it, used it, and I was like, "Why aren't I overshielded?" And then I died. <laughs> and then I died. Yeah, classic. Mm. So Halo sounds pretty good. We'll have to play some uh, games I've been playing. I played a little bit of Persona Three. I just made a pat. Wait, have you played it yet? No, but that you know that game's getting remade, right? That's fine. I'll play the remake, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be in the remake, so maybe it'd be fine playing this one and then playing the remake and like being able to... Because I'm playing Portable different. right now. Yeah, P- Portable's the, the one that's on consoles. Yeah, of course, even though it's yeah. the Portable one. Classic. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking joke. So I'm, I've been in the JRPG bug lately, and I also played... I'm still playing Suikoden, the PlayStation 1 game. Suikoden, and yeah. Have you played it? No. I know oh, okay. all about it, though. It's got like a billion people in it, doesn't it? Dude, it's it's just like, um, uh, what was that game? Uh, Octopath Traveler? No. <laughs> it's like Octopath Traveler where you can have like multiple different people and they all have like backstories and stuff. Except in this one, there's like a hundred of them. And you yeah. collect them like Pokemon and then you bring yeah. them back to your base. And there's and a you throw them. No, there's like an army fight mode where you fight with like all your followers at once in a giant war as a jrpg and i'm like this is insane this is on playstation Uh, one that game is also getting remade i think yes we could in this that game is actually a cult classic i might be making that i'm be thinking of a different one you keep talking i found it from there was a list of like i'm like oh what playstation games should i play it's like so i just searched up like top playstation one games and sukaden 2 was on the list and i looked on my little emulator and i already had a copy of one and two and i'm like well i should probably start with one yeah, here you go. Oh, they ranking one look and the, two? Yeah, look at the trailer and see if it looks any different. Because maybe it's just gonna be upscaled and you I might you might want to have to yeah, skip to like a minute in. Oh no, like this is like a big change. Like it is okay. Like it is it's like if you know. look at like the, the pictures, like man, this is like much more detailed. Yeah, I don't know what the game looks like itself. I just remember the the album, like the album art, the, the video game art. Yeah, it it has like um, I don't know, like you know how um in Final Fantasy VII they have like pixely faces on whenever you go to like the pause menu. Yeah, that's kind of like what the faces look like it, for the like characters in the game. It's not this crisp actual like anime drawings in this trailer. Sick. Well, right. that's funny that you're playing two games about to come back out. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just how I'd be. I'm, I'm uh, patient gamers. Rise up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you'd have to pay for them both, I think. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Persona 3 Remake's going to come to Game Pass. Maybe. That, that's Not a good a, question, a actually. I, I'm like 50-50 on that, actually. All right. Uh, so those are the games I've been playing. Uh, Backlog Buster, I completed Bramble the Mountain King as my 53rd game this year. And... Nave, I actually recorded a full review of it, of me talking about the game solo. 
as like a little bit of bonus content for our listeners. Oh, nice. But my mic was messed up, so it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like life so hard, dude. So while you while I was waiting for you, because of course you were thirty minutes late, I recorded a twenty minute episode of me talking about this game. It was terrible, and I started re recording it. I made it seven minutes in before you showed up. So if you noticed me just talking to myself when you joined in, that was it. Uh, by the way, yes, Persona Three Reload is going to go on Game Pass Day One. Oh no. Yeah, so if you want to stop playing Persona I'll just 3, play the you might female as well. pro tag next time. It's or not. Something. It's not gonna have it. What? Oh my god. Yeah. We're, oh, I I don't know if I talked about it, but like, yeah. So because before I was speculating what was gonna be in it, like I was hoping it would have all three different versions of stuff like all together, but I don't think it's going to. All right, we'll so, see. We'll see. Rip. I think they're going to wait and then re-release it as Persona Three Reload Royal. You know what I mean? Oh, they better that's not. how Persona 5 Royal is, is just Persona 5 with all the content. And Persona 4 yeah. Golden is Persona 4 with all the co- with the extra content. All right. Oh, well. But uh, Bramble the Mountain King, uh, uh, I will eventually put out my review. But for a short review, uh, game is good. Go play it. It's Child Lost in Dark World, but the setting is just fantastic. Content warning. It is incredibly violent and gruesome. It's... It's the the most disturbing game I've played since Scorn. It is so disturbing. Oh my god. Dude, speaking of violent games, you know what just released on Xbox? What? Lisa. I haven't played it, but I've seen it. It looks like the Earthbound kid all grown up. Yeah, there's an amazing video game donkey video about it. I know, Philip, you've seen it before. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. But that's good, you know? That's it's uh the that one and the sequel are both on Xbox and PlayStation and stuff now. So that's pretty cool. You know what's really funny is that the PlayStation version is slightly censored. Only the PlayStation version out of all the versions. That's weird. I'm pretty sure it's on the Switch because it's slightly censored. You know what they censored? They what? I think they took out the references to alcohol even though you can still get drunk, but now you get drunk off of root beer. And then they also changed cigarettes to candy cigarettes. I don't know why that was required <laughs> from Sony because oh, I'm pretty Sony. sure you can buy literal porn on the Switch at this point. But, right. man. Nate, what did you buy this so week? Weird. I, I bought, actually bought something. I bought uh, Operation Raccoon City. Really? Yeah, it's on, It's like $2 on sale. I'm not sure what if it's still deal. on sale. But, Does it come up? Yes. Do you, want me to, do you want me to get it for you? No, I don't need it. I have too many games. I, 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 because I've been like, oh, I have every Resident Evil game, and I didn't realize I didn't have that one. So the the one people don't like. Yeah, but there's an incredible sale going on right now, Philip. Uh, with like a lot, a lot of the JRPGs that were exclusive to the 360 are on sale, like Blue Dragon. I think Infinite Undiscovery. I'm not sure if that one was. I have uh, enough whatever, JRPGs but... and games to last me. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Which, with that, let's thank our patrons. Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, Intergalactic Pinecone. Thanks for hanging in there, boys. Nave is still working on the edit. He'll get it done eventually. And with that, time to give our doctor's prognosis, Nave. Would you like to select, uh, am I the asshole, or do you want me to select one? I'm looking through my notes. Every Whenever I'm like, I gotta re- remember this for the pod, I'll like put it in the notes. But I also put random shit in the notes, too. Like when I, uh, thanks for the Google Doc. I was buying time for that. Uh, but like I have a, the last note I have in there just says 
Maggot Holocaust. <laughs> I don't know what that I'm is. I'm trying to remember what, why I thought that. <laughs> like, maybe I saw... Actually, I think it was last podcast on the left. No, actually, I think it was... Uh, no, I heard it on a podcast for sure. Now that I think about it, and I just thought that that sounded like an awesome metal name. You know what I mean? Like a metal uh, band. A uh, good band name. Right, yeah. We're talking about band names and pick one of these. Oh, God. Try to pick a less depressing one as last time. And a lot of these. Let's do the, this one right here. Oh, what? I fucked up the, I fucked this one up. looks really depressing. Is it? I don't know. Do you want to read it or let me read it? All of these look depressing, dude. No. All right, we'll we'll do the one you picked anyways. All right, this I just want to see four. what ha- what the what the deets are. That's the one. I, yeah, I see what the deets. You want to see the details for this one? I'll tell you too. So, am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend to stop playing game when I need him to? I, female, twenty one, have been suffering severe anxiety and panic attacks for years. There are ups and downs, and recently I've had around one to two huge panic attacks a month and several smaller. My boyfriend, twenty two, male is well aware of the situation, and almost every time I ask him to, he tries to comfort me and calm me down. Although, I have to add, I know how to deal with my panic attacks, and I ask him for help rarely, only when it's really bad. Today, it was really bad. I was laying on the floor crying and needed to answer his phone. I texted him begging to answer because he's a, when he's available, it's so bad I was afraid I was going to go crazy. He called me soon after, listened to me, started saying some calming words, but I sensed he was withdrawn. Then I heard some clicking sound in the distance. I asked him what oh, it is, no. and he told me he was playing League of Legends with his friend. Well, that oh, you can't no. answer your fucking phone in the middle of a league match, dude. He did? That's bad energy. You, you're putting bad energy out. I know. Like, answering your phone in a league match is bad, because then it's like, you're going to do poorly in league, and whoever you're talking to is going to know that you're playing League of Legends. And it's not even just you. that. Well, yeah, it is that a lot, but it's also like, you're you're gonna be at like five percent in the conversation, and even if you're just five percent away from League of Legends, you're gonna do s- significantly more poor than you know than you should be doing because that game is just so much micromanaging. It's like it's too much. All right, let's check back in with our lady. I immediately felt betrayed. I'm not saying he should quit his game every time I call him, but this was the first time in months that I called him with such urgency. Last time I needed his help, we were together. I started crying even more, and he said that he can't leave his game because he doesn't want to waste his and his friends 40 minutes they'd already spent in the match. I hung up. What a bro, dude. He's looking out for other people. It's not selfishness. Yeah, but she's in a tough point. She's struggling right now. It is the but She says this only happens once or twice a month. I'm, that's a lot. That's, right. We're not, how she many, has more. What is, she what has is more, two on. out of thirty? What is one out of fifteen? Uh, That's a pretty big percent, right? It's not ten, yeah, yeah. but all right. She goes on to say, he then messaged me several times asking what had happened, why I'd hung up, and if I was okay but distant. I didn't want to talk with him. Later, when I calmed down a bit, I responded that everything is fine now. I'm okay, but I feel hurt. Fast forward to now, we get into an argument. He didn't understand the slightest why I could be upset. I explained. That sobbing as a background to his game made me feel humiliated. He said he was really trying to comfort me and didn't even really pay attention to the game. Oh, no. He, he started feeding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's the thing. And so now he's feeding and also, like, her, his girlfriend crying is the soundtrack to that match. You know what I mean? God, so You picked this one. He said it would be unfair for his friend to suddenly leave the game after they spent several minutes playing it together. True. He, he, 
He also accused me that I picked up on the tiniest detail that was him playing the game during my meltdown and that I'm racing everything else he's done for me, which I'm not. I'm just distant and worn out physically and emotional after the panic attack. We didn't reach any agreement. I expect some sort of apology from him, but according to him, he did nothing wrong and I'm being egocentric. I, on the other hand, believe that he should have quit his game when I needed him to, no matter if he was playing with his friend or alone. So am I the asshole? So, especially in that last part, I've been in that situation a lot where I just fundamentally don't understand like what the confusion is. Like, so there's clearly a huge miscommunication, especially like, like, like emotionally, like there is like a a schism there, right? Like clearly as a question, Philip, (laughs) do you agree? Do you concur doctor? Yeah, see, it's weird because, like, they aren't coming to an agreement on this, but they're also arguing different things. Yeah, which is what a lot of arguments turn into. Like, this seems like something that has been, like, building for a little while. Um, I wonder how often, because she said she doesn't do this very often when he's not around, right? Like, she doesn't call him very often for the for this specific thing, I mean, for, like, calling him, like, freaking out. I don't know what I would do. I'm going to be honest, like, if my, if... It, it depends. Like, my ex that I was with for forever, like, if she called me crying, I don't know what I would do because she doesn't do that. But she's saying that she does this – she's done this more than once. Like, if you're having a panic attack, it feels, like, really, really bad. Trust me. But it's, like, where is she? Like, what is she doing? Like, he probably got the 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 cliff notes of what's going on and then was like, oh, this happens twice a month. And she doesn't die. So it's not like she's going to die. It's not like she's in the middle of uh, a fucking Yankee stadium, right? Like, there's no, like, chance for her to, like, be in immediate danger. It sucks that that, that she's going through something so bad. But, like, he in his mind, he's probably like, I can get through this game and then figure out what's going on. But while she's here, I can try and help. But I'm clearly my fucking attention's being pulled in many directions. Um, he's definitely he's thinking about his friends because one of the League of Legends is a is a tough thing. Like, because if you don't play League of Legends, you don't understand how fucking heartbreaking and frustrating the game can be. This game is forty minutes on average of just straight constant, constant micromanaging and and attention, attention seeking. Like this game absorbs you for a long time. And it's one of those types of things where if one person out of the five people just decide to not work as a unit suddenly, it can ruin the entire experience of like of the of the match of the 30 to 40 minutes that you've been playing. And depending on how serious you are about the game or how serious you are about your free time, which is what my issue always was, was my free time. it, it, It makes it. What am I trying to say? Because I'm honestly, I'm on the girl's side <laughs> a little, but I'm trying to like be in the head of this guy, right? Like, because I, Philip yeah. knows for sure. I am the one that gets fucking tilted when people leave in League. Like, I get crazy tilted in League of Legends. It's partially why I don't want to play it anymore because it makes me so mad because it's just 12 years of built up anger towards this one fucking game. So, it's hard to not it's hard to know. Well, she's also saying that he's he's looking out for his friends and not wanting to waste the time. So they're they're seasoned game they're seasoned league players, right? Yeah, they understand. Like just from that like, description. 
they know there's it sounds like they're they're real gamers. My thing is it's weird because like I I picked these because they're all video game re- related, but this doesn't need to be video game related. Like if you imagine this is any other situation, it still seems kind of strange. Like I don't know, I don't answer my phone in the movies. Like if somebody calls me when I'm sitting in the movies, like I'm not answering that. Or like what if he was out, I don't know, biking or something like that or taking I don't know, like if he was playing but, football or instead or soccer or something like that, another team no, sport. No. I got to I got to push back. Well, maybe not like a team sport. If you're if you're in the middle of football or like basketball, I don't know, but this is the thing, he answered the phone. So it's like That's if true. you're playing a pickup game of basketball and your phone went off and you were like, all right, hold on, guys, and you went and got, got the phone. The thing is, is that those things can be stopped. Like if you're out biking, you can stop. You can okay. like you can stop league, but you're fucking ruining it for everyone. The only thing you do if you're playing like a, a, a game of like tag foot to and touch football out in the field is that everyone's going to be waiting on you or they're just going to play without you. Right. And there's just going to be one guy down while you're talking to. So the thing is, with this woman is, is that she probably she might not understand like how frustrating it is for people who are trying to enjoy this game to have somebody leave because it's a little frustrating on the enemy side too because it doesn't feel like an actual win it's like oh free win whatever but you don't feel good it feels like time got wasted you got some elo whatever but it's like it sounds like cringy and lame that i'm defending the dude for like not pausing his game to talk to his to talk to his girlfriend who's clearly in, in distress but there's a lot of factors that i'm trying to take into account to like understand if she's the asshole you know what i mean that's like the point of the whole segment, right? Yeah. We're trying to decide, I'm, like make our Phillip, prognosis on this. What like what needs to be fixed here? Uh who's the asshole if there are any? Yeah, see, I'm I'm sitting here thinking that this isn't an asshole situation on either side. I think now, that if if this if it was serious, maybe she should have played it cuz she's she's up here saying, you know, I don't talk to I don't talk to him unless it's like a bad one. This was a bad one. But, like, he, he's around her, right? So she has multiple panic attacks a month. And so this is kind of something. It's like I used to take my aunt to dialysis every day, right? But, at, at, like, at the beginning, that was a very serious thing. But, like, towards the end of her life, it's, like, just a arbitrary thing I had to do in my brain. Like, it was just a thing that I did, and I never thought about it. I wasn't thinking, like, before I was like, wow, I can't believe I can I can be here for her and help her to survive this horrible thing that's going on. Like, towards the end, I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, I have to fucking wake up 30 minutes early, and I'm hungover. You know what I mean? Like, I and I got to go to work in, an, in two hours, and I'm going to have that much less sleep. Like, it sounds like shit, but that's literally what happens once you start getting used to like your environment and things that you have to do. If he's used to her having panic attacks, he might not have understood the severity of what was going on with her. If, I don't even know if it's been communicated to him verbally that she will not do the, she will not try to contact him if it's not like a fucking emergency situation. So there's like so many different like mental gymnastics I'm trying to do <laughs> to to figure if there was even like if it was a miscommunication situation. All right. So she actually did a reply to all the comments of people basically saying she mostly got referred to as an asshole, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. They were on the boyfriend side. The, the, oh uh, let's see God. how many comments this guy. I'm looking at this fucking yeah. top one. This first one by Lizzie, who yeah. seems to be a female. So that's interesting. 
because this is mean, but it says you are the asshole. He is not responsible for your mental health. You need therapy if you're having panic attacks so regularly, which is brutally honest. But I think that that's probably true, man. Well, that's the most agreed with topic. Now, she did reply. She says, Lamau, some of your comments missed the point completely. I was calling my boyfriend because I knew he was at home at the moment. I wouldn't bother him if I knew he was on a plane. And yes, I specifically said I call him very rarely because I can cope with my anxiety. I go to therapist every week, but at the same time, some help from loved ones always makes it a bit easier to cope. Being in a relationship means also support each other, and that's what we usually do, both. So I, I'm not relying on him in any way. Anyway, mental health isn't the main focus of my post. It's about a serious matter that I felt I was being neglected by my boyfriend. So thanks for the insightful comments from you. I really appreciate it. I guess I was a bit of an asshole here. Okay, so it's swinging towards her. See, I that's the a, a thing that's like I don't want to particularly say that she like well, it if seems you like feel, she's not like in her uh, reply she's saying it's not about the mental health thing it's that she wanted the boyfriend to be there when she when he, she called yeah but like th- there's a thing called unfortunate timing like it, it's just unfortunate that he was if i bet i like i i feel like if he was playing like halo then he probably would have stopped playing. Like, the way that she described it, she gave him a lot of rope. Like, she didn't throw him under the bus. He, She said, like, more than once that he didn't want to abandon his friends in the game. If it was any other game, if it was Halo, those matches are 10 minutes. And the, who yeah. fucking cares who wins? You know what I mean? Unless you're in a ranked game. But then again, it's like, ah, Even then whatever. It that much. League of Legends games are almost an hour of dedicated time. That's why it's such a hard game for people like Philip to play because you, he's got a kid yeah. and a dog bouncing off of him and shit. Like, it's hard. Like, people like me can play it all fucking day because no one's talking to me here in my apartment, right? But it's like, it's a stressful type of game. And and when you leave, you get you get banned and then you can't play with your friends for a while. It's like, there's so much annoying shit that goes into abandoning a game that's that long and that stressful. And so if it were any other game, I would be leaning a lot more heavily towards her side. But just my my knowledge of the game and my own personal experience, like emotionally and and like, you know, logically. Sorry, my Xbox distracted me. It like I I have a hard time I have a hard time distancing myself from the boyfriend's point of view. Like, she doesn't mention that it's, like, a regular thing. She's not saying that it's just this one time that she got heard about it. And I think that maybe they just need to have a conversation and, and like, try and figure out what's what the miscommunication is. Because it's clear that, it's clear that he doesn't understand that she, that she just wanted him to be there for her. And it's clear that she doesn't understand that he was in a situation that it would have been incredibly frustrating to. So I I don't know. No, I think you're right there. Like, I agree. Like if it was any other game, then I would say the boyfriend should have just quit the game and helped her out. But since it was league, I think he was, he was in the right to stay, but I think he also should have been more receptive to her being upset that he didn't, you know, drop everything to come and be with her. Because like, I think the problem is people do get sucked up in expectations and pride 
Like she could lower her expectations for him and be like, okay, sometimes he's going to be busy. He can't always drop everything to take care of me, another adult. Like that, yeah. no one can take care of two people at once. Like that's fine. But he also needs to drop his pride a little bit and be like, maybe I can admit like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, we were just in the middle of a match. It, it was going to be okay. And then maybe she'll be like, all right, he apologized and she can lower her her expectations because let's see, I think it's either a communication problem or an expectations issue or pride or something like that. There's always yeah. like a human thing getting in the ego. way. Ego. That's like, they talked about ego in the, in the post. So I think both of them could be a little less asshole, asshole-ish, but I don't think there's that many assholes in this post. Yeah. And it's also like, uh, fuck, I think I'm about to lose what I was about to say. Oh, okay. So uh, like, I'll, I'll say something else. So, you know, you and Jana, your wife. Yeah. You, she knows League of Legends. You know League of Legends. You know, and she knows, like, she, you guys are intimate about, like, I mean, you guys have intricate knowledge of League of Legends. Like, she probably would have a lot lower expectations if she, if you, she called you, she, something was going on, and you're like, I'm in the middle of a league match. But there's also, I, I want to hit on this thing of she has so many panic attacks. Like, if Jana was having a panic attack, you'd probably drop your league match, right? But yeah, Jana doesn't have panic attacks. So that's a lot more of a that's a lot more of an alarming situation. But if she called him, like not it, Jana or this lady called the boyfriend or you and were like, "Hey, I just got into a car accident. You're off of league, right?" Oh, okay, what do I need to fucking do? Like, that's an actual... Like, panic attacks are terrible. Like, I literally had a panic attack, and I was hallucinating, like, that the fucking world was splitting in half. Like, I was so freaked out, like, last week. I was I was beyond fucking gone in, a, in the middle of a panic attack. So I'm not trying to downplay panic attacks, but I'm also saying that I didn't die. Like, it felt like I was going to die, but I didn't, I didn't die. And... The it's the severity of the situation mixed with that the acclimation of 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 the of the circumstances right like how often this happens like I think I think we're I'm going in circles now but it's like that's fine like yeah for sure like this I don't think either of them are, are the asshole I think they just need to talk I All think right, that was just unfortunate prognosis negative. Let's take a quick break and then we can hit the meat. Music plays. Boom, 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 boom. And we're back. The question of our video game's art can seen as a very nuanced subject, and it can end up in its own ass after a while. The subject can be quite subjective, and much like how any cinephile might consider Marvel movies commercialized trash in comparison to Kill Bill, that same Marvel movie might have inspired some little kid to research robotics so he could become the next Iron Man. I honestly believe this to be one of the stupidest questions that can be discussed about gaming. But it can lead to a few other more philosophical, philosophical, <laughs> philosophical, philosophical, or strange, yeah, philosophical or strange thoughts about games. So, Nave, can you give me an answer about the artfulness of games? Are they art? I think they can be. Perfect. I agree. That's the exact <laughs> statement I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think all games are hard. No, I think, thank God well, you're already with I was, me. I was gonna say I don't think Cookie Clicker's art, but I take that back. I think it is a little bit art if you take it in like an ironic sense. You know what no, I mean? No, 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 no. Well, let's talk about art real quick before we get into video games as, as art. So 
I tried to, I was thinking all day, what is art? And without trying to just do a dictionary thing. And I just decided art is a human thing because like I could show, I don't know, art to my dog and she's not going to get it. But I feel like art is anything that can move me emotionally or spur creative thought opposed to like, I don't know, just like a generic spoon or something like that. That's not going to inspire me at all. But if I see a really fancy spoon that's in like a strange color or something like that, like that spoon is art. But like the utilitarian normal spoon that's just silver. What yeah, about those nothing. like when when those people like <laughs> there's people that go into art museums and they'll put like a banana peel on the floor and then people oh, gather okay. and start taking pictures of it. See, that's funny. That? Because at that point we are framing it as art, even though it's an everyday object. And I think it's the idea of like, is this art can spark the creative thought, even though it is a mundane object with no artfulness to it. But if we try to rephrase it as art, then it in fact becomes art. Sadly, even though I think it is dumb as hell. I just went yes. to it. I just went to a museum, the San Antonio art museum of art or art museum. One of those, like, I don't know, three weeks ago. And at one point there were strips of carpet being held up on wires just in like a, a river. And I'm like, this is fucking dumb as hell. Like I saw it. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Or the other thing, it was like, it was a piece of farm equipment that was all rusted, but they just painted it yellow, just like bright yellow. And it was just sitting in the middle of the floor. It's just a plow or something like that. And I'm like, what is this dumb ass shit? You know, like I, I hate this, but then it made me think while I was looking at it and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the stupid, like, I don't know if you've seen daredevil, but it's like, it's just a white, like a uh, kingpin has just a white thing on the wall, just a white painting. And it's called white rabbit and snowstorm, but there's no rabbit. It's just a white, wall panel pretty yeah. much god and I'm but what like, does it say so you know that's just it is he loves it kingpin goes in there he just stares at it he's like this is the only thing i love besides my wife and my child which hate me and you know it's it's god i don't know art's strange what's, what's art to you nave i don't know yeah i think i mean you gave a good definition it's just something that can provoke inspiration and i think that has a lot to do with our our unique perspectives like I was, I was thinking about, I was thinking about how, like, you know, how we only perceive like a tiny spectrum of like light, like oh, visible light visible versus light and non-visible the light. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about how weird it is that we look in an area and we're like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. That's this is what I'm seeing. And your brain interprets it in a specific way. And I was thinking about how everyone's brains interpret things a specific way. Like how you look at blue and you know it's blue, but you only know it's blue because somebody pointed at that color and went, that's blue. blue. And you're like, okay. And your brain was like, all right, that is blue now. And I just think about it like that. Another thing I think about is I'm going to get into like philosophy, I guess, but that's what this subject is for. The way that you think is directly correlated to the language that you speak or the language that you understand. Right. And so people who are bilingual can think in multiple languages we have a we had a foreign exchange student in our high school named Victor. We call him Brazil. We had him on the podcast twice, I think. But he talked to me about that, about how strange it was where he would think in Portuguese and then start speaking in English and just completely trip over what the fuck he was saying because he realized that these languages aren't like directly one to one word for word like translation translatable. He had to do a like he had to do a fucking proofread in his brain as he was talking. But like the way that our languages work, like 
they like shoot there are our fucking what is a synapses in specific ways and if you learn another language and learn how to describe something in a different language then that it's different synapses that are firing in order to describe the same thing right like yeah. the same concept and like there are concepts that are in languages that don't have words in english you know what i mean like schadenfreude like that, yeah. that the, the the that's the uh, it's a German expression for uh, ha- gaining pleasure from watching suffering of them, someone else. Of course, it's German, <laughs> but it's like you know watching it's like watching pre- to catch a predator by Chris Hansen. You know those guys are fucking uh, obviously horrified and in terrible situations, but you are just watching. You're like, oh my god, yes, this is so yep. good. You know, and I think about like these like the way that we interpret stuff is what I'm trying to get at. It's like it's like the way that we hear. We only have a tiny little range of fucking of of what we can hear. Like you know, dog whistles. Dogs hear the dog whistle. We don't hear the dog whistle. There's so much shit going on around us, and we just have no way to perceive it. But the way that we the way that we use our senses and try to manipulate things in a way that evoke emotion in not just us, but in other people, and not a specific emotion, but personal emotions to each individual perceiving the thing not just one thing but many things is what i would define art as oh god that was that was quite a explanation i didn't know where i was going with that but i'm glad i could wrap it up all right so why does the status of art really matter and i think it matters because just on a a legal protection stance like we've already established or no the the um the U.S. Congress, or I don't know if it was the Congress or the Supreme Court, but one of the ruling bodies of the United States established that video games are art legally, so they are protected from state censorship. So that's something at least, which is, it, it's interesting because I think it was Germany. It wasn't until like recently, like you still could not show any depictions of Hitler or Nazis in German, like a released game in German, Germany. Because it was against their legal requirements until the game was identified. I'll have to look it up. I think it was like 2008 or something like that. They finally stated that video games are art, so they were no longer restricted or censored. Are you sure? Because I feel like there was a Wolfenstein game recently. Not recently, because they they haven't had a Wolfenstein in a long time. But I think it was like Wolfenstein 2 that had to remove... Mm. I'm not going to look that up here. Yeah. But... (laughs) All right. So the other thing we already talked about is like not all games are art, not all art is art. So let's get into like what's a game versus art per se. Like I really want to hone in on this one because you're a chesser, as I think that's what they're called, someone who plays chess. But is the act of playing chess art? It can be. It's it's the way that the way that we have we record uh, games. There are very specific things that can happen that are just inspirational, like inspirational out of the box type of moves. Usually, <laughs> Rook to J four. Oh man, that's well, incredible. Well, that's the thing. I can show you some videos that are like really cool, like dissections of games where, like, it usually involves something completely counterintuitive, like trading a queen into like like put, putting your queen in a position to where they have to kill it because you're threatening something bad but the but the the they only have like it's these they're called forced moves 
It's like, if yeah. you don't do this, then you will die. So it's like, they, I have to use this pawn to take the queen, which normally you're like, of course I want to take great. a queen with a pawn. That's insane. Yeah. But it's also like, but now since that pawn has moved from its spot, I can move a bishop in a way that checks the king. And now the king is forced. It only has one place to go, and it's this direction. And now I can move my rook in a way that forces their bishop to take my rook. And then I can move my, you know, it's like there are some way, like some analyses of games that are just incredible. And like people who play the games can it, it's it's marvelous for people who kind of like have an understanding of of the game or even people who have a base like basic understanding getting it explained to by somebody who has a higher understanding of the game well, and i think you're making it sound like the explanation is the art at this point you're like the dissection but is playing it is that not just like a response to the state of the board like each movement is it really a creative or artful expression like you're not doing something for the aesthetic pleasing movement usually you're doing it well, to win the game. You you're doing it to win a game, but I think that that in itself, the the creative inspiration, because chess is incredibly creative, uh, and 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 the the human element is like what has pushed the game forward. Like this out of the box thinking, and like computers at this point are now so insane that they can like go five hundred moves down the line and like have like the the answers, but you when you it's like you when it's like the explanations of these moves and like why they're so uh incredible are like art critics crit, like you know explaining the art and like the uh, little intricate details and I see what you're that's saying. just for like layman right but like yeah. whenever you have a high understanding of the of chess which i don't i get all of this from watching people explain it to me and i'm like oh you know but what it does is it inspires like what you were saying before where you see the i don't remember what your example was but you said you see the thing and that expired inspires you to go create the other thing right it yeah. inspires you to interpret the game differently and it almost justifies the fucking shitty tractor painted bright yellow you know what i mean <laughs> because it like you could argue because it's it's post art right or whatever it's called I, I post-modern it modern art. yeah post-modern post -modern. art I like we don't understand it, but we're not in the art world. But we play Scorn and we love it. But it, the normal person who's not into video games and hasn't dissected them for th hundreds of thousands of hours, like we have, like they play Scorn. They're like, "What the fuck is this shit? Get it out of my sight." When we walk into art art museums and we see that stupid tractor, we're like, "This is fucking stupid." But they. But people who are like so in the fucking weeds with art are seeing this and going. I understand like the the statement this is making like it it is like purposefully dumb it's post irony you know what I mean you know it's crazy the stuff you're saying because like this is all the thought process I went in when I was writing the notes earlier today like I literally wrote like artist value or the artistic value can change person to person based on the understanding and or interpretation of the art in question which is exactly what you said like coming into scorn and not I mean, having a background in video games or anything like that, you could walk in and be like, this is disgusting. This is just gratuitous. But then we yeah. go into it and I'm like, oh my God, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. And it's not saying that we're like highbrow and if you don't like scorn, then you're a fucking idiot because it it's also our own like upbringing and stuff like that. Like people can play, people can play games like, 
I don't know, Mega Man 3. And they're like, look at this specific thing. This means so much. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't get the Mega Man. I can't stay alive for five seconds and I die and I get so pissed off. But I'm also, by the way, Philip wrote so much into the notes. I'm not I'm not reading all that. So you don't I, need to. if, if I accidentally wander into things he's already said, it's not because I've read it and I know where we're going. So I accidentally sniped one of his points. No, that was fine. Uh, the other point following up the chess thing to keep you going, uh, sports as art. So like, there's the performative sports such as like dancing and figure skating. I don't think anyone's going to argue against that. But then we get to the competitive sports or more competitive not that the other ones aren't such as like basketball or soccer, like how artistic can it really be when you're just playing the same basketball game every other night in a different town? Like whatever I see it, like I really don't get inspired of it and inspired by seeing a football game or anything like that. But then what turned me around on this point, because I've been thinking about this all day at work, just going back and forth on all my different ideas What turned me around on like sports is league of legends. Because like I'll watch pro play, and I can't do anything that they're doing as far as like their micro movements, their accuracy, their just total wave control, all that stuff. It's all super technical, and they are playing a game and just responding to the state of the game. But I feel inspired watching them. Yes, for fucking sure. I still watch league highlights like all the time, and I love it. You snipe my league because I was go- if you didn't stop me in the middle of that chess talk and. I was going to go right into that fucking League of Legends talk. You're connected. With, it, it all comes back to League. Yeah. Well, we've spent, we've spent like what I wouldn't say hundreds of thousands, but tens of thousands of hours. Wouldn't you say playing League? It, a lot of hours. It is insane amount of hours. <laughs> and it, the game is so hard and intense, but it's like, that's part of what you fall in love with. Like how intense and, and, stressful it is but how how it feels to like make progress in it because it's so hard and that's similar to chess and it's similar like there's so many different things like i think i talked about in one of our episodes i'll never remember which one but like if you get if you get good at something like really good and proficient at one thing you can take that experience of being good at something and translate it to almost anything you want if you get really good at playing the guitar you can learn how to fish really well and it's not that guitar helps you fish it's the experience and understanding of getting better at something it it that path has been paved in your brain you understand how to progress and proceed and i think that's why people who've grown up playing video games like us get so fucking good and at specific video games. It's like if you're 10 years older than us, then you're good at Mega Man. But me and you, Philip, we grew up and Turok and fucking uh, Max Payne and shit existed. Grand Theft Auto 3. And so we got really good at manipulating 3D space. You know what I mean? And there are people who got good at 2D space too, but we like got really good at Halo and 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 Call of Duty and Gears of War. And like so it, and it's because we got good at one of them we could take that experience like with a controller and understanding of video games and we've gotten to the point where we're at now where we literally just know what we know what triggers are we know like how to manipulate the environments and stuff we're like glitching out of games and shit that we've never played before it's like it, you can take this experience and and put it somewhere uh and, and put it somewhere else and but you can also take that experience and use it to understand the most intricate version of it 
watching the like the most insane like Lee Sin plays and like the really clutch Baron Baron snipes by Akazix. It's like you see that and all everything that you know about the game comes together in like a fucking symphony. You know what I mean? And that's what it feels <laughs> like. Funny, and that's I know why exactly what you're talking so about. Yeah. It's and everyone like, has that. It's like you watch golf and someone hits a hole in one or like you watch basketball and someone hits a crazy buzzer beater. I don't know. I don't I don't give a fuck about basketball. I'd rather I'd rather watch high ally or something. I don't know. I'd rather watch tennis. But like like these people that really are into football, they see a really crazy clutch play that is like a a, a, a hail mary. You know what I mean? And it's like that's where it comes from. Is bas is is a is football? I mean, it's a hail mary is a specific type of play where you literally have nothing else to lose. It is like a hundred percent offensive, no defensive type of thing where like you just have to get everyone as far as they can down the field. You don't have time. You've got to fucking do it. And that's where it comes from. And it's like you you see these things, and it is one of the most satisfying things that you could ever experience. And you're not even participating in it. And that could be argued as art because that is like a very similar experience that you get when you see a piece that really touches you. Now, you talk about that specific piece like touching you. My next big question is what about the revisions in art? Because games, especially modern games, are either services or they're connected online or they're constantly evolving. Speaking recently, the uh, apparently very poor update of Diablo 4 that just came out. Like, the if games are art, like, how often do artists go back and just redo their works or change something around, you know? That's the weirdest thing because, like, with video games, it's a very strange combination of art and capitalism. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a consumer product, and I was going to get to that for sure. But if we can get into it now, it sounds good. Uh, creator's intention in art... It's a, it's a big question because, like, if we look at, like, games and we go to their predecessors, like, of course, we have board games, but I don't think we, we really need to talk about them. But, like, we go from arcade and pinball machines to, like, slot machines. Like, these are, like, the, the proto-video games at this point because, you know, arcade, pinball machines like that. They're designed to gobble up the quarters, just keep kids playing, just to suck as much money from the customers as possible. This is consumer art in essence. I don't know. It's it, this is where it gets weird. Where I've said not all games are art. This is where yeah. I think about the Candy Crush, where I'm like, this game has art in it. It contains art. Art artists worked on this game. A lot of artists did, but this is not art that has been produced. I think it is it has a lot to do with intention, you know. And it's hard to like interpret it like until there's been enough time to dissect what the specific kind of game is. But and like it's like you when you look at these shovelware or these asset flip games, it's like it's it's a really hard argument to consider the thing art unless you're just going to take a postmodern view and just be like, well, everything's art because there's infinite interpretations of all kinds of things. And like what I'm talking about, I'm like deeply entrenched in postmodernism. That's like where I live. I'm mean, just a nihilist oh, at heart. And so it's like it's hard for me to get over myself when I'm trying to be like, this isn't art because my brain immediately goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Anything you know what art. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's I wouldn't like, say it was good art. It's <laughs> always the yeah. fallback. I think that it's just, it just goes to the, to the point of, I don't know. 
what was the intention of the of the product? Was this product to evoke emotion and inspiration, or was this product made for monetary value only, monetary purposes? It's like when you watch football, like they're doing it for the money, but like they're also doing it for the glory. You know what I mean? They're doing it yeah. to to succeed, and they're trying as hard as they can to succeed. And the fact that they do like, that one team does succeed is inspirational right but if you go to candy crush where is where do you get inspiration from that or if you Whenever go to you, like you know you do really the, good and everything explodes on the screen and you finally progress to the next level level 7082 yeah it's it's weird because it's like a it's just a nose to the grindstone type of game where it's like constantly tripping you uh, endorphin rushes you know dopamine rushes i mean sugar yeah. rushes like you sugar rush yeah. you did it <laughs> the it's like i was gonna say you know it's like it's like saying a a a slot machine is art but you could say that because like people are after those things you know like people use them but even if the gameplay is just pushing one button and seeing what happens like it's i guess it's art like the problem is like i look at pinball tables and i don't like pinball besides pokemon pinball and the game boy of course but i don't like real life pinball and i see a table and i'm like it's just, you know, a bunch of mechanic parts put together with a, a nice backdrop, like in lights and sounds and stuff like that. Like, but then I started thinking like, oh man, I guess the lights and sounds all together are art. So this is where I wanted to ask about when are things just like containers for art opposed to actually being art themselves? Mm. Like look at, like if oh, I look God, at a newspaper, I like on paper, like instantly I say newspaper, not art, but it can have photos in it and people's like written essays and uh, what are they called? Reports and stuff like that. Like that stuff feels artful, but the whole point of the newspaper is just to inform and just exist. I don't look at a newspaper as like a piece of art itself, even though somebody designed like the blocks of text and laid out the photos yeah. and the whole layout, of like the pages, someone designed that, but I don't feel any art value or inspiration from a newspaper itself. Would you feel inspiration from the newspaper if you ran a newspaper company and I would. somebody made like a different style of newspaper? I probably would. Mm. I don't know. See, this is where it gets it's we're so subjective. Yeah, this is where I'm, we're going up our own assholes again. See, this is what I was talking about. Like, this is going to happen. All right. So, my next follow up point or whatever. Uh, when is something, or here it is. Uh, when is it more about the player being the artist and then instead of like the developers, like many games give us tools to express themselves and that given the chance players will create their own experiences and then share those with others, such as like tears of the kingdom recently, animal crossing, new horizons, Minecraft, yeah. Halo like Infinite. these games, Halo infinite, like these games might not be the most artful in themselves, but they are like a canvas that other players can create art in like, this is where it gets really strange as far as the player being more than a player, but being like an artist in themselves. Like contributing to the community. Yeah. Of yeah. other creative people. Because like when you, cause like, it's like Mario maker, I would consider Mario maker that in that, in that category. Right. Well, yeah, but I think it goes a step further when we look at even games that don't have any creative elements in them per se. Like if we just look at more recently, Elden ring, and let me solo oh, her. Fuck. Yeah. Like, it's not even about the That's game's artwork. art. 
yeah, it, the let me solo her is performative art at this point, even yeah. though it's just one guy. But he inspired, you know, thousands of gamers with his actions. Yeah, or the girl who beat Millennia on the Dance Dance Revolution pad. You know what I mean? Oh, that's like a perfect, like, performative art. That's incredible. Yeah. It's oh. so, we're, we're fucking deep in the weeds now. Like, yeah, that's, it's so hard to separate, untangle those two things. All right. Then I kind of want to go back. I kind of want to go got? back to the, so when we were talking about the, the, the capitalism versus artistic expression thing. And cause I, I was just thinking about how video games are incredibly unique. Well, not incredibly unique. They don't, there's one industry I can think of similar to it. But video games are very unique in the sense that there are there is a wide range of people inside of creating one product, one um, so piece of art. Those so movies right? and books yeah, usually movies. have multiple editors and production companies. Like there's that's hands on I'm, everything. That's what I'm saying is that like when you when you have a book, you have one vision, and the editors are just making sure that it's as it's as understandable and forthright as possible right we have the movies that's the other place where i was like okay there's a lot of people involved in modern movie making right not anymore because there's a because that strike and whatnot topical humor it's gonna die in two months but you talk about these video games and it's like okay so you have people with the artistic vision you have tons of artists making assets and the you have the people at the top directing what they need from the artist but you all and you also have these engineers these coders these people who are like fucking with the engine and it's like it's like whenever you're talking about a movie when you're doing the promotion i don't really consider that part of the art but the promotion in itself is an art form right like yeah, like being the, in the pr Managing people but it's like art. but now yeah. you're in an art form around an art form that is part of a a cap like what an ep- economically incentivized product that can be interpreted interpreted as art you know to some people like depending on your perspective and it's like when, oh, when we talk about games it's even more of that like because there's the, it's like when you write code it's like is that art it maybe have you seen a fucking uh michael reeves video and he starts talking about the code and you're like holy shit this guy's fucking insane with all this shit or like doug doug and he's like i think about doug doug and he's like hold on i gotta do some coding and he's like and i'm like oh my god dude did you see the the episode that came out today where he played D? No, what did he do with the use an AI chatbot oh or no? He, no, he he used three voice to ch- chat, so he made a barbarian, a wizard, and a ranger, and, or a bard. I'm sorry, a barbarian, a bard, and a, and a wizard. And then he had a program that was constantly like rouletting the three people out of there. So there was one person in chat in each of them that e- each person was uh, controlling, controlling one of the characters, yeah. and so. And they and they just there was a lore that an overarching lore that ended up happening because everyone just kind of hive minded together and made these characters like the specific archetypes in their and everyone's heads and it's like this is like artistic expression oh and it's like literally a guy coding and moving JPEGs along a board like along <laughs> along a you know a screen right yeah. Why, while thousands of people are watching coding. and providing yes. input yeah. That's it's incredible. like you know Kit Boga. Yeah, I love Kit Boga. 
yeah, is is that's performative art. Him just manipulating scammers for three hours straight by pretending to be an old Longer, lady. In some cases. Dude, it's so it's so incredible. Like, man, this is a weird fucking topic. I don't I know, even remember I thought... what I was originally saying. Oh, yeah, like a lot of people. It's like when you – I don't know. When you think about – when you think about the art, you don't really you don't always think about who made the art, right? No, never. Forget those guys. Well, no, because when you listen to you listen to Disturbed and you're like, oh yeah, Disturbed, they made that. You know, like there's some types of art where well, like it's that. intrinsic, intrinsic, intrinsically tied with the person who made it. What do I think? No, I think you know, like there's always like the I always wonder if how often people actually write their songs, or it's like you always think about like the lead. The lead dude and like oh yeah uh panic of the disco dude he always you know writes his own songs or whatever you know it's he's singing from his point of view but then it turns out no the drummer actually wrote half of the pretty odd or something like that and those were yeah. his lyrics so the other thing is like man i don't know like I, it's just panic songs at this point you know and then, I yeah, like, the rush lost. is the same way where the drummer wrote a lot of the songs um of the lyrics i mean uh fuck man I don't know. Like we're we're talking about because you have auteurs in the gaming industry. You have Hideo Kojima and some other people. Oh, yeah. I can't fucking Neil Druckmann yeah, and nothing goes past. Like you assume whenever there is an auteur on a project, you assume nothing is going past the like off the cutting room floor without their approval. That's what makes them such a name. Like you figure in Death Stranding, Kojima looked at every asset that went by, but we don't know that. You know, it's just something you think, or it's like. Um, who was, uh, oh God, what was his name? Uh, Satoshi, whatever, like the guy that made the Pokemon, like we assume that like he drew all the first 151 Pokemon or whatever, but I don't know where he got those designs from or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, this is, that's a fucking hard thing to digest. I haven't had any thought. I literally thought we were coming in here to talk about Halo. So I, didn't. I know. <laughs> I was I mean, not prepared for I, I, an know. Art I sent you a topic list and you did not reply. <laughs> I thought I did. I thought I just because you were like, "Do you want to record this time?" And then you sent me the topic list, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And then I didn't send it, and I was like, "All right, I replied to that. I'll just show." Oh up and my see. god! All right, so let's let's move this along. So uh, the highlight more, uh, I wrote more on the topic about the difference between containing art and being art. So this might be a bit of a rehash. Uh, so all games contain art assets like models, audio, animation. Then, but there are also those same assets in CG animated movies, such as Puss in Boots. Yeah. But the primary difference in being movies is that we follow the director's vision on what we see, and of course, take no actions. Games all, we often play have a large amount of freedom to interact with all these different assets, but we can be limited by the developer's target experience. So keeping this in mind, Nave. Can the work be done by these artists be bastardized or just appropriated into a backdrop for a commercial product? Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about this with like Fortnite because Fortnite is wildly popular. I was thinking about this for League of Legends too. Like we talked about how the skill expression can be art in these games, but them, themselves, I almost question their artistic integrity because League of Legends just feels like a skin machine. Like, they just keep things going just to keep people playing so they keep buying more skins. Same with Fortnite. It's just a battle pass thing. Got to keep the kids playing, you know, the old battle pass. 
there is a story, but I mean, I didn't care about it. There's like art styles, but those are just assets created by actual artists to sell a product. But it's like, but then it becomes art in a way that the it's the novelty of seeing all of these commercial things in its own, in the same area in a weird interpretation. That's what I'm of, it's just a container. Like we've t- like the that's the argument of like is the gallery that has the art in it art itself because it is a layout with positioned you know expressions yeah. of art in it. I don't know. I think it can be depending on what's inside. Yeah. It comes back to it can be. I don't yeah, know. It, because it's like it, it's like this is a room with art in it, and you go in there, and it's like this room is is all of the art, uh, the most important art of mankind, and you walk in there, and it's just four blank walls, and it's like the oh, person no. saying, "Oh, <laughs> nothing we've done is important. We're all gonna die, and the universe is gonna die, and everything's gonna be gone." You know what I mean? But like, it can be art to people like me or Nihilus, where I'm like, "Oh yeah, this makes me want to kill myself. This is great." Oh yeah, you probably think like a piece of junk mails art just because it's a picture of like a sad beaver on it or something that says like you should buy a new air conditioner. That's not junk mail. I do need a new air conditioner. <laughs> that's just helpful. That's just helpful targeted marketing. Have oh, you heard God. of Nasubi? No. There's this Japanese TV show. I'll send you a video about it later. Moist Critical did an awesome video about it. But there's this TV show where they locked a guy naked in a room. And the only way that he could get anything is if he won contests. This was back in like the PlayStation One days. Are you talking about the right? first Let's Player? Yes, technically. Yeah, I've heard about him. I think that was the whole so, point. Is like they made him play like either a Nintendo game or something like that, right? No. Uh, yeah. So what they did was he had to like he he had a bunch of magazines, like hundreds of magazines, and he filled out tons of these little cards and mailed them in so that maybe he'd win a sweepstakes. And get something, oh and he had to get like a million yen worth of prizes. So he was getting like car tires and like panties, and like he he got dog food. He he didn't have any food. He didn't have a toothbrush what? for months. He didn't have toilet paper. Oh he and he was recorded twenty four seven and live streamed. So he was just naked the whole time, and all every day they had someone following his dick around with an eggplant. <laughs> This guy was God. literally psychologically and physically tortured by being contained in this room. And, like, he had to eat dog food for a while. Like, he got steak and he got rice, but he never got anything. He got, like, a, a, no a little Bunsen burner, but he oh, okay. had no way to cook it otherwise. So he put it inside of this, like, foil of this, like, uh, other thing and, like, this wrapper. And he, like, cooked it, like, overnight before he got the Bunsen burner. And then he, like, would cook it over the – it's so fucking – weird man that sounds weird literally and i'm looking at this because i i had to remember his name and the the fifth word in there the fifth word of the entire article schrodenfreud oh. <laughs> looky there all right uh only a few more topics left and then we can wrap this up so nave assuming you you talked about this earlier actually which is kind of funny it's a way to snipe my point so assuming games are art which we did does that make us fine art connoisseurs? And are we just snooty assholes and we really want games to be art and so that we can, uh, I don't know, validate our hobby? And are we so snooty because we always seem to show such derision towards mainstream titles? Yeah, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm absolutely like that. And to the point to the point where it's like if someone is like you're just being obtuse for no reason, I'm like, yeah, yeah. a little bit. It, it, but it's to the point where it's like you can't it's it, you can't help 
how much experience you have with a thing. You can't help that I can't help that I've seen hundreds of thousands of games and I have like a very it's very compartmentalized at this point like where I see a game for 5 minutes of some of some sad child scrolling to the right and I'm like <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. And it was something that Philip brought up really early on and it's like this is part of the arguments that I had with him occasionally, not really arguments, I'm just busting his balls, but of him playing these fucking indie games with sad kids running to the right. And I'm like, you know where this is going. Like, why do you keep doing this? It's just to tick that number up. You're not getting anything out of this. Did anything surprise you? No. Well, why are I mean, you? This it, one like, was surprising. Mostly because how well, sickening it was. Uh, I don't what the one that you just played. Yeah. Yeah. I actually heard good things about it. But that's the it's thing. It's like the only way that you can be surprised is if you do just keep diving over and over and over into these. Because <laughs> I've had to think about this for a little bit. And it's like I do this too. I do this all the time where I'm, I'm playing fucking four or five different games all the time. And like so many of them are very similar to things I've already done. But it's like I want those tiny little niche moments to happen. And it's it's it goes back to the football where it's like occasionally something incredible happens. But like, you know, most of the time it just looks like every other fucking game of football. Most League of Legends games look like every other game of football, but then you're I'm Zach and I jumped over the fucking Baron pit and sniped it. And I'm like, oh my god! And those are the fucking moments that I'm playing the video game for, or I'm watching people stream these video games for. And uh, fuck, what am I even talking about? I wandered off. I said, I said, are we just snooty assholes because yeah. of our developed taste? Yeah, so it's like, we can't we can't you know, help that we've seen all of these things before. So like you have to take our reviews with a grain of salt or our opinions about these things with the grain of salt that we've seen a million of these before. If you're literally 15 and you're listening to this, what the fuck are you doing here? Go play your Go play Fortnite. I was going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that game's fucking good. But <laughs> it's like, like, go play whatever. I don't know. But it's like you, you have... You have to understand that if we're yucking your yum, it might just be because we've seen this a thousand times and we're kind of bored of it, right? It can be boring. Like, we play Far Cry. I'm bored out of my fucking mind. But if you wanted an open-world game that's amazing, and we said this in our review at the end when I started to feel remorse for shitting on the game the whole time. I'm like, if you want a fucking open-world game and you've only played three of them, I'm like, dude, play Far Cry 6. You're going to fucking love it. Play Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, do these play these fucking most mo- the most modern interpretations of this genre because they're probably going to have the be- the biggest bells and whistles and and uh you know they'll be the most approachable so it's like it's it's a fucking hard thing it's like like there are some very extreme niche cases like it's like doki doki literature club or bioshock or uh spec off the line undertale uh, you know uh, uh, i fucking was gonna say something i forgot but it's like there are these specific games that go above and beyond in this like very specific narrow spot but at the same time if you've never played a jrpg or or you've never played games with choice like with where choice and consequence are a a particular problem then you might not appreciate undertale like if you've if you've played a billion games and you're like wow the fact that i can play undertale and not kill anyone is incredibly interesting and that's what's driving me forward because i played a million games and that is so unique to this one that but like if you've played 15 games that's boring as shit i want to kill every motherfucker i see it's like yeah there's so many different ways to angles to come at this fucking question from Ah, all right god so that's a good one uh final question 
Nave, so the future of games is art in our culture. In school, children often read titles such as Hamlet and Animal Farm. Should game titles be included? And if so, what titles? I put a list of possibilities in here, uh, which you just name dropped like four of them. So, like, I threw in Bioshock, Spec Ops The Line, Thomas Was Alone, Inside, Silent Hill 2, Scorn, Hellblade, Near Auto Tomato, What Remains of Edith Finch, Bastion, Celeste, maybe one of the Metal Gears, because I haven't played them, so I don't know, uh, Journey, Papers, Please. Like, any other titles you think could be, or some of these maybe might not be very fitting, such as uh, Silent Hill 2, like, might be a bit extreme for the children, but yeah. scoring as well. Like, okay, spe- okay, a lot of these are extreme, but I mean, Animal Farm was extreme, and Hamlet, of course, was a little extreme too. But uh, I don't know, if you, like, do you think you could learn something from these games that you couldn't learn from a different kind of narrative education type class or something like that? I'm, I'm looking, Spec Ops The Line is one of the most provocative things I've ever experienced, and it's a video game. Like, I, I've played it, dozens of times and i feel like i learn something different about myself every time i play it like every time i play it and i finish it depend i learn something different depending on what part of my life i'm in i can like relate like some people that i hated the first couple times i played it i i could i completely understand what's going through their brain sometimes like i'm playing it the, sometimes and i know what's going to happen and i know what decisions do what and i'm like empathizing with the bad people and trying to figure out why they would do the things that I'm making them do in the game. And I think that that is like the epitome of art, like something that can make you completely step outside of yourself and see a perspective that you've never, that you've never uh, taken into account before, which is like when you think about literal paintings or photography that's exactly what those people are trying to do they're standing on like the periphery of the human experience and trying to like show you show you imagery sometimes mundane imagery but just in a light that changes the way that you think about it like i remember this one time that i was on a, a substance i don't know i was on acid and i was like sitting outside of my house and I was staring at the tree that's in front of my house. And I realized I'd never looked at the tree before. Like I never just sat and looked at it and just like admired how big it was and what it does. And like, like the petals, like what they look like. I didn't think about the roots everywhere. I never thought about these little random things. And it, had, it took that thing, that, that substance to pull me out of myself and let me sit there like a virgin baby to I don't know why I said virgin baby. That was a weird fucking combination of words. But uh, my virgin eyes is what I meant to say. <laughs> but it, it made me sit there and look at it, look at it in a completely different context. And I think that that's what artists are here to do, and what they try to do. And when they do it successfully, that's what we that's the kind of thing that we're sitting here. That's the Hamlet and the Animal Farm that we're dissecting and talking about, like hundreds of years down the road and i think one of the most tragic things about video games is that which is one tragedy about like most of his recorded history and like uh fiction is that they get lost to time and not only do they get lost to time but the perspectives that are being reflected in the in the thing are being lost to modernity 
You know what I mean? Like when you play Bioshock, it's kind of hard if unless you haven't played too many games. If Bioshock's one of your first like 200 games, Bioshock will still be revolutionary no matter what, right? Like as long as you're paying attention to what's happening in the story. Like but when you are a modern person that's grown up with video games and then you hear about this Bioshock you've heard so much and you go back and you play it, there's so many like there's so many things that have been taken from Bioshock and 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 modernized uh, that it's hard to appreciate in full what Bioshock was to so many people whenever it first came out. And I think that that's something that's tragic about art. It's hard to argue about that with Spec Ops The Line because Spec Ops The Line is a lot more of an it's a lot more of a personal like how do you interpret this type of thing it's like a raw shack test of a fucking video game right it's brutal it plays like shit in modern day but it's fucking brutal it actually doesn't play that bad on pc but like and it's like playing games like uh, another one is the stanley parable that's not oh, yeah. on here i didn't make that list Incredible. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, it's the Stanley parable. Even Thomas was alone. Like the, like papers, please is also an incredible, like raw shack test. You know what I mean? Of like, what do you get out of this? You know? And that's one of the, every single time I meet a new person, I bring them to my house. One of the first fucking things I do is I sit them down and I make them play the Stanley parable or I play the Stanley parable for them and I make them make the decisions and I'm like, do whatever you want. Like, I promise it's fine. You know what I mean? And I would try as hard as I can to do the thing that you're selling me to do, you know? And it's like, it's, uh, what was the question? (laughs) Uh, The question was specifically like, what classic game titles should be taught in schools if we're going to teach games in schools? And I think you uh, highlighted the importance of why some games should be taught. My problem is like, of course, is like, how are you you going to teach a game? It's not going to be like, all right, guys, we're playing Final Fantasy VII. You need to get out of Midgard for homework tonight. And, uh, you know, like, like the it's is like- weird because like I think very deeply about my English teacher, like the last English teacher I had, and we would always bust his balls. No, I got kicked out of high school in 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 senior year, so it would have been a it would have been a uh, a junior teacher. I don't remember either. It was a man, Mister Hatridge. That's his name. Shout Mr. out to Mister Hatridge. Hatridge. Yeah, and I liked that guy. And we were, we were buds. I was a fucking class clown and I was always disrupting the class, but he, he really enjoyed like my perspectives on things. And I, I remember to, like talking to him about, cause he was, he was having us read a story and he brought up, he's like, why do you guys think that the door is red? And this is just a meme, right? It's like, 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 you know, a huge scribbly, a whole bunch of fucking words, a giant much mucho texto fucking moment. And then it's like the author's like, red door would be cool. You know what I mean? Or the door yeah. should be red. And it's like, there's no meaning behind it. But there is meaning. That's the point. And, but, and, but we don't understand it because we're kids and we don't have the fucking experience of all of these novels. It's like, I've read books that I read in high school, like in, in as an adult, and I read the passage and I'm like, oh my God, it's like a profound moment. Like it means something. Things mean things like metaphorically. You know what I mean? Not everything <laughs> in video more, games and books. There's words in between the words. Gotta read between the lines. That's the thing. And it's like whenever we're talking – because it's specifically when we're talking about introducing these games to kids, a lot of that's going to be lost on them. Like when they play Spec Ops The Line, a lot of that shit's going to be fucking lost on them the first fucking time. Dude, it was lost on me the first time. I was like, man, just doing a lot of murder in these days. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like – 
it really ah, fuck man it's hard whenever you're younger because you just don't have the ex- lived experience. You're so fucking stupid when you're young. I'm 30 Dude, and I'm still yeah, so know. fucking stupid. But I look back on myself five years ago and I'm like, I can't believe how dumb I was. And then I compound that five more years and five more years. And it's like every single time I go back, I'm like, I know everything. I know exactly the way the world works. It's like I go back to uh, to, to Nave who's like basically a communist five years ago. And then I go back five more years to Nave, who was a hardcore atheist with the fedora and the neck beard. I go back oh, five Nave. more years. And I'm like, it's like, I, 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 I never knew anything, but I thought I knew everything. The fucking, the, the Dunning-Kruger effect, dude. The, stup- the stupider you are, the more confident you feel in your fucking opinions. That kind of, or whatever. What's the Dunning-Kruger effect? I might have to look it up. It's like I don't the third know time brought it up. You don't so know the Dunning-Kruger like- effect? No, we don't need to look this up. We should wrap this up here. So I think we have covered this topic. Like, we beat this topic to death pretty good. I don't think anything bias. Oh, God. Cognitive bias is the modern term for it. But the the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias whereby people with low ability, expertise, or experience regarding a type of task or area of knowledge tend to overestimate their ability or knowledge. So it's essentially like... 15 year olds that play 20 that play 25 video games in their whole life going oh i, I know think, all video games you know i like they like your opinion shush for a fucking minute you know what i mean it's like yeah. your opinions what maybe let the adults talk for a little bit but that's what i'm saying it's like uh, some researchers also include the opposite of high performers their tendency to underestimate their skills so it's like the it's essentially saying the the stupider this it's stu- it's like stupid people no uh, stupid people know everything smart people know they don't know everything you know what i mean yeah kind of thing i'm bastardizing it now but that's essentially what it is so that's video games is art uh if you guys really like the discussion series be sure to like write in on twitter or instagram message us uh but we'll probably be playing some more games pretty soon i don't know when though yeah and i've crawled out of my hole all right So thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe next time we can all look at some art with our virgin baby eyes together. (laughs) Oh, God. No, thank you. Pentacle.